The following is a Podbeard production. From the deepest bowels of your imagination. Actually, he's from Canada there, bud. From the famed Hotter Show Studios, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are Rolling Audio here today on episode 167 of The Hotter Show. I hope you can actually fantastic. Thank you so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. I have a very fun and a bit of a spooky episode for you here today as we are going to be diving in to 10 haunted locations in Canada. Now, this is actually um, one that was recommended to me by uh, Mr. Duncan Ines. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right there, buddy. Um, from Backyard Riot, actually, and also from the End of the Week podcast, great podcast. You should check them out. And Backyard Riot are an awesome band. He said, hey, you should check out some haunted places in Canada on the podcast. And I was like, cool, that would be a lot of fun. So what brought this about was actually a few weeks ago, I put up a poll on the mainly the Twitter and out of 31 people who voted officially on this poll here, as well as there was a bunch of people on Instagram as well, I did basically what you guys would like to hear more from me from this podcast. And what I found was actually very interesting. I had four choices you could pick from. I had music and interviews, which is kind of mainly what I do. Mysteries and paranormal. Relationships and life. And then entertainment and news. So what was really interesting was the fact that entertainment and news was like 16%. So like two people, maybe three people maybe care to hear about that from me. Relationships and life was 26%. So that's a good, decent amount of people. And uh, mysteries, paranormal music and interviews actually both got 29%. So they were literally even. So that was really interesting. I was genuinely surprised that that many people wanted to hear more mysteries and paranormal talk from me. So that kind of inspired me. You put up a post saying, I'm going to do more paranormal talk. What should I cover? And Mr. Duncan actually hit me up and was like, hey, you shouldn't talk about haunted places in Canada. So that's where this came from. I'm very excited to check this out and talk about this. I've selected 10 places from all over Canada. Um, Only one place actually that's somewhat local to me. (laughs) So it's kind of funny that uh, I've never been to any of these places, but I have heard stories from a few of them. And uh, there's basically, I, I did a little bit of research on them and there's a couple stories that I found or just kind of a little blurbs or information on the areas. So we, we pretty much hit up all areas of Canada. Um, so I think it's a really great t- top 10 list. If there was any websites I got these from, I do, uh, I don't, I think there was mostly, I just compiled them from all over the place. So there isn't really any websites I can give credit to, but if there is a story I pulled from a website, I do give it credit because I always like to make sure I do that when I, you know, steal someone's story or <laughs> something like that. But uh, without further ado, we're ready to roll into this podcast here today. Before we do, I want to make sure that everybody goes to podbeardnetwork.com forward slash the hotter show. Check us out there. Be sure to hit that subscribe button right now. If you are excited for today's podcast, leave me a like or rating or however you can, whatever you can do. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Check us out on the Podbean if you are not, which is, of course, thehottershow.podbean.com. We are switching over from SoundCloud. Um, last week's episode, I have determined that most people are still listening in on the SoundCloud. There are some people migrating over to the Podbean, so that's very cool. But just to let you guys know, in the coming weeks or months, 
Um, I am going to be shutting down the SoundCloud for good. So please, if you are a regular SoundCloud listener, I hope I'll be over to the Podbean or listening on some other way. You know, there's t- thousands of different ways you can listen to this podcast. Well, not thousands, but <laughs> there's pretty much thousands of different ways you can listen to The Hardest Show. I think we're one of the most successful podcasts on the internet. So just want to get that out of the way. Thank you guys very much again for listening in. Let's get into this list here today. Top 10 haunt locations in Canada. Let's get into it. All right, so I should, um, I guess I should say before I kind of jump into this list here, um, I am a big bitch <laughs> when it comes to haunted stories and story, scary stories and things of that nature. That's just how I am. Um, we actually very recently, if you guys are not aware, have added a brand new show to the Podbeard Network entitled Creep or Sleep. And basically what it is, is a good friend of mine, his name is Matt, and a colleague of his will call him the goon. They narrate short stories and creepy short stories more so. And like, I, I wouldn't say creepypastas because they're mostly just short stories. Creepypastas are kind of a weird, a weird thing. But he narrates kind of creepy short stories and stuff like that. And when he saw me have this recommendation, he was like, dude, you need to do that. So uh, it's funny for me to talk about this kind of stuff because like it does, it freaks me out a little bit. You know what I mean? Because I have had encounters in my life with uh spirits and things of that nature both in positive and negative mostly negative unfortunately and if you guys actually want to hear um one story from me telling being told in great perfect detail you can check out the second episode of the creeper sleep podcast as i do have a story that i've told on this podcast probably three or four times but i really go into more detail because i was writing it down for someone else to tell so when you're when i'm writing it out there's always things that i i miss little details that I always tend to miss whenever I'm just speaking off the top of my head. That's just how I am. But you can check it out on iTunes um, as well as on our website, podbeardnetwork.com forward slash creep or sleep. Also be sure to check him out on the YouTube. Just type in creep or sleep. He'll pop right up. And of course on his Podbean, which is creeporsleep.podbean.com. Check it out as if you are, you know, into this kind of topic, you will definitely enjoy his podcast and that story. So I just wanted to share with, that with you guys real quick but starting off my list of 10 haunted locations in Canada we start off in beautiful Banff Springs Hotel located of course in the town of Banff in Calgary Alberta Canada Um, so this massive hotel it's beautiful it's very picturesque if you guys go on Google right now and type in the name of this hotel you will see it is a big and beautiful hotel very famous in uh, in the area even some people outside of Canada may even know about it. it's a very beautiful hotel um, however, <laughs> it is also one of the most haunted buildings in Canada, according to records. So there have been more than a few accounts over the course of this hotel's history. This hotel was actually opened in 1888. So since then, there have been many different tales, one of which is of a bride who burned to death on the hotel stairwell and one of the man from the missing room 873 who murdered his entire family that was sleeping in the room plus there have been so many other ones um the story of the missing um room 873 especially is one that if you ask people in canada about different haunted stories and stuff like that that's one that may come up as well this hotel specifically and also before i go any further i should give a big shout out to creepy canada 
that is a show that I used to watch all the time. Actually, a lot of these places I actually remember when I started doing my research, I was like, man, I wish the show was still on. Cause I remember them telling this story about the man in uh, the room there. So there's actually a customer review that I pulled off of, um, I believe it was Expedia.ca or TripAdvisory. No, I think it was TripAdvisory. So one, my colleague stayed alone in a separate room and felt strange vibes the entire night. Then at 4 a.m., she was awakened by the sound of a baby crying in the hallway. When she put a pillow over her head, the sound immediately went away. It wasn't until later when I told her Bamp Spring is known to have an actual crying ghost baby who was murdered along with her mother many years ago in the now-sealed room 873 that she realized what she was hearing, which is absolutely terrifying. If I was sleeping in the middle of the night and all of a sudden all I heard was a baby crying, I'd be getting the hell out of there. <laughs> That's just me. I would be getting the hell out of there and I would not be coming back. So that's absolutely terrifying. Um, however, not all the ghosts in this hotel are scary. According to legend, there's one ghost who goes by the name of Sam McCulley, who was a bellman who swore to haunt the hotel after his death because he loved working there so much. Guests have reported having an elderly Scottish man help them with their bags. The hotel workers had come to recognize him as the ghost of Sam McCurley. So that's really interesting. Seeing as how when you think of hauntings and you think of ghosts and stuff like that, most of the time what comes to mind is, you know, scary stuff with hearing babies crying and seeing, you know, maids walking up and down the uh, the stairwells, which is something that I, I actually just realized I forgot to mention in my notes here. Um, there have been hundreds of accounts of guests seeing a maid walking up and down the stairs with a burnt face, which is absolutely terrifying like literally the people will say like they'll be walking up the stairs and they'll feel someone walking beside them and they'll turn to look at them and they'll just see the burnt face of this maid which is just horrifying but it's interesting that in a situation like this not all the ghosts haunting this area are you know scary slash negative i guess is the best way to put it so that's really interesting so again um this is the Banff springs hotel in calgary alberta canada Definitely uh, go on Google and check it out if you want to see some pictures and hear some more stories. Um, those were a couple that I found that I thought were interesting. I, especially whenever I do stuff like this, I like to have actual accounts. The fact that this was actually a review that was on, I, and it was on TripAdvisory, by the way, is where I found this. Um, so I think that's really cool to always include stories like that. So the next location in Canada here uh, comes from beautiful British Columbia, and that is Haightley Castle. So this castle was built in 1908 by James Dunfirm for him and his family to live in. The building was eventually converted into a military academy. However, many reports have indicated that the original family never actually left. And this gets absolutely like freaking terrifying very quickly. Uh, when I was actually fun, fun little quick story while I was doing this, uh, some of this reporting, well, I'm reporting some of this, like, you know, writing down and notes and stuff like that. It was very early in the morning. I went into work early and I was sitting down and I, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a coffee. Like I'm going to sit there and, you know, fiddle with this and kind of see if I can track down enough notes and stories and that to actually make a podcast out of it. And when I was doing this particular uh, story that I'm about to read off to you guys, I literally got so scared 
that I, because I was upstairs in our break room and it was like three in the morning. So there was no one in the building but two other people. And I got so freaked out that I went down into like the main lobby area and just sat there. So at least I wouldn't be alone. That's how much of a big baby I am. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> but cadets from this military academy have reported, and there's been a few reports of this, of being pushed out of bed by a specter, often accused of being the ghost of Mrs. Dumsfer, which that in itself is absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. If you're sleeping and all of a sudden you just get pushed out of bed and you wake up to a specter, which is basically those of you who are not familiar with what an actual specter is compared to a ghost. A ghost is basically a um, an entity that you can see, but you can't really have any interactions with, whereas a specter is basically an actual person standing in front of you. So that's absolutely terrifying. Um, having physical contact, I'm out. Like I'd never go back to that place. If I was a cadet, like I would, y'all would never catch me back in there. You know, in my life, I have had a couple physical encounters with uh, spirits and that, but we're not talking about that today. So I can only imagine having that level of a physical encounter. I would, I would, no, I'd be out. I would be out. Y'all would never see me in there again. Also, uh, Dumsfer's son, who died in World War I, can also apparently be seen walking around the lake on the castle grounds. There was also reports of a maid that committed suicide in the castle whom can be seen wandering the staircases. People have also claimed to hear pots clanging and other weird noises at night. Now, this one actual story is from the dean of the facility and tourism and hotel management. Who, so she works at this actual castle. So this is from Nancy. I'm not even going to try and pronounce her last name, but her name's Nancy. So the one evening, she was working late one night and she was on the third floor. The main door leading to the floor's offices were shut. She heard a noise. And I quote, it sounded like someone was pushing back and forth. My first thought was someone had forgotten their keys. She opened the door and no one was there. She said, I checked the windows and they weren't open. So I went back to work and heard the same noise as though someone was trying to open and close the door. She checked again. No one was there. So again, <laughs> that freaks me out. Like I would, I would not be, uh, I would not be getting back in there. Y'all would never see me in there again. If I had, if I was hearing noises and stuff like that, uh, I would be out. I would be out. Never see me in that freaking castle. So just old, old buildings in general, I find are the perfect places for hauntings and stuff like that. Cause there's always so much you don't know about that location and what went on. So uh, another, this one's actually kind of a, a bit more of a famous story. Um, it actually comes from New Brunswick and it is in the capital theater in the city of Moncton. So the capital city, or the excuse me, the capital city theater more so was one of two theaters that was built in the city around the early 1900s. In 1926, a massive fire broke out in the theater, resulting in the death of volunteer fireman Alexander Sandy Lindsay. Legend states that Lindsay still roams around the theater trying to rescue people from the blaze, which that's that's like that's sad as hell and also in the way kind of noble the fact that he is still around and he's still trying to help people because that's the kind of person that he was but it's just super sad considering that you know he still thinks he has to help people and save people and he's probably trapped here for that reason you know 
it's always said that spirits who are still around and ghosts and things of that nature, a lot of the times they feel they have unfinished business or that they can't leave. They can't pass on to whatever, you know, comes after this. So the fact that he's still around is, uh, that's really sad, but also, you know, also kind of noble, I guess, at the same time. Others say that the building is haunted by the ghost of a girl who fell uh, down in a flight of stairs resulting in her death. Guests and employees alike have reported feeling unusual cold spots and eerie breezes with no other obvious explanations. I'd haunt the place too. Like, I would be pissed if I went to the movies or the theater and I fell on the stairs and died. Like, y'all would never get me out of there. I would be pissed. I'd just, like, be, you know, I'd just be chilling and be like, Ooh, you can't see this movie or play. It's terrible. They're like, God damn it, harder piss off. And I'm like, no, screw you. Like, it would be... <laughs> Uh, I would make a mockery out of something so sad, but, uh, you know, I, w- I wouldn't leave either, you know, so I don't blame her for still haunting. Um, there also has been accounts, a few things that I found uh, doing my, my bit of research that I did here, that there have been tons of reports from locals mainly um, of seeing a female figure at the ticket stands who disappears with a second look. So some people say that she was someone who used to work there who, again, she may have died in the fire. And maybe she feels like she can't leave or some people have said that she's someone who was murdered there. Like there's so many different causes and cases as to why there may be a haunting in a certain location. But um, the fact that it did have that history with the fire and it is a very fairly well-known thing in Canada that that fire happened. Um, it's interesting. I, I always think whenever we're dealing with a location where people died tragically, you know, it's always kind of opens it up to more obvious hauntings and that kind of a thing. I think that it's always expected. All right, guys, let's say hypothetically here for a second that you have a business, you're in a band, you're a podcaster like me, you have a YouTube show, and you need some awesome new merch, business cards, logos, even maybe some t-shirts done up. Well, you need to look no further than my man, Mr. Jason Reese over at Jaybird Digital Arts. Jason is offering a special 10% off discount just for listeners of The Harder Show when you mention The Harder Show upon contacting him. But what exactly does he do? Well, Jason does t-shirts, posters, album design, tickets, photo manipulation, you guys still with me? Advertising, business station, mailers, brochures, fine art, and anything else you can imagine, Jaybird Digital Arts can create it. Jason has done all of the t-shirts, logos, banners, and all social media stuff for both the Harder Show and for Harder Guitar Services, so I can promise that you will love and be inspired by what Jason comes up with. You can contact him on the web at www.jaybird, that's J-A-Y-B-I-R-D, digitalarts.com, or you can search for him on Facebook and Instagram under the Jaybird Digital Arts handle. Search hashtag Jaybird Digital Arts for a look all of his awesome and unique work. So the next one that I have here for you guys, it, it definitely gets a little more out there as far as um, what has happened and that kind of a thing. And it, some of the stories are a little older, but this comes from Nahini National Park Reserve. So in ancient times, tribes of native refused to settle in the area of Nahini. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly located in the Northwest territories because they sensed evil spirits in the area. If, uh, you know, First Nations told me that there was evil spirits in an area, I probably wouldn't go there. Just saying, that's just me. Countless people, and according to ancient legend, whole native tribes have just vanished out of this area. In 1906, two brothers were said to find gold in the area, but they were found decapitated only a few weeks after making their claim. 
and they wouldn't be the last to end up headless. It was reported in 1917, a Swiss prospector by the name of Martin Jorgensen made his way to the area to try and f- try his hand at finding gold. At first, he seemed to have, have settled very well into the valley. He built a cabin and ran a small mining operation, and was generally well known by settlers in the area. However, one night his cabin mysteriously burned to the ground. The prospector's skeleton was found among the ashes without its head. And after conducting a thorough search of the cabin, they found no remains of his skull. So that's terrifying. Uh, That's absolutely terrifying. In 1945, yet another miner was found dead and without his head. In 1969, a group of over 40 people vanished without a trace, never found dead or alive. Some people have speculated that there is, you know, obviously paranormal ghosts of disturbed native spirits and things like that in the area. Some have said UFOs. Others have said, you know, big, big, uh, Bigfoot-like creatures. The area is so inaccessible and remote, we may never really know the truth behind these stories. We can only speculate. Since we're speculating, <laughs> um, I think that it could be something as simple as, you know, because I always, that's what I always try and do sometimes here on the show whenever I talk about paranormal stuff. I like to try and, you know, debunk stuff something like this as terrifying as a thought of it as it is that people were you know found without their heads and just up and vanished it could be as simple as there's a maybe there's a native tribe up there we're not aware of who are you know they want to be left alone it's possible uh or you know maybe there are animals up there who like to eat heads who knows that's actually more of a scary thought to me that i think about it let's just say it's ghosts let's just move on <laughs> So the next one that I have for you guys here comes from Nova Scotia, and it is St. Francis Xavier University. Now, this is another one that there's so much on this area that I kind of had to narrow it down to a couple different stories, um, ones that I found and things like that that seemed very credible. But there are tons of creepy stories in this Canadian college. You know, you will find... If you just go on Google and type in St. Francis Xavier University, uh, you'll find tons of stories. So students and staff claim to see elevators move up and down without having any occupants. They hear weird noises, see doors opening and closing for absolutely no reasons. Some stories are also specific to certain buildings. Popular rumors talk about the Blue Nun that haunts the Mount St. Bernard Residence Hall at the university. According to legend, the Blue Nun was a, mem- was a member of the Sisters of Notre Dame who fell in love with the priest, with a priest, and became riddled with guilt over the affair, as, you know, it is completely forbidden. Eventually, she was so overcome by despair that she leapt to her death from a balcony in the Gilmora Hall. She has lingered over the property ever since. In one version of the story, her beloved priest later hung himself and joins her in haunting the college. So again... Talking about spirits that stick around, you know, they, because of the tragicness surrounding their death and things of that nature, even though in their eyes, I guess they were doing something wrong or whatever, they probably feel like they can't leave. You know, being religious people, they're probably like, I can't get into heaven or whatever, so I'm just going to stay here. What else would you have to do? You know what I mean? This story isn't necessarily ancient history, though, as there are a lot of different modern sightings of this rumored ghost. As you know, the fact that this one's actually from 2010. 
Students attending a resident hall meeting were interrupted by what sounded like an antique ringing phone. An RA followed the sound to a second floor payphone, but the ringing had stopped. After investigating, they found that the only public phone capable of receiving incoming calls was on the third floor, and that phone's ringer did not match what the students heard. So that's kind of creepy. Um, could it have been a prank? Maybe. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's ways that someone could have played a prank like that, but the fact that the RA followed it to a payphone, that's that's creepy as hell, just me personally. Misbehaving electronics are... Apparently a recurring theme with the ghost students report lights and appliances turning on in the middle of the night, which is just absolutely, like, just, that freaks me out. Including a television that had been unplugged. So, you're sleeping at night, and you unplug your television, all of a sudden you wake up in the middle of the night, your TV's on. I'm out. I'm gone. Bye. Like, no. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm done. At that point. Other phenomena include objects moving around on their own, including textbooks and pushpins being strewn across dorm room floors. Doors slam, water faucets turn on, and chairs rearrange themselves, all without apparent human interaction. So, um, that's terrifying, a thought. You know, if you're if you're going to, especially if you travel to go to the school, and you're basically stuck there, and it's definitely haunted, that's freaky as hell. I don't like that. TJ don't play that. <laughs> uh so the next location that I have for you guys, it's just a quick one, um, but I thought it was interesting. There's actually um, some pictures that uh, if you go on Google right now and type this area in, you will find pictures of a parent. Uh, there is a picture of a gentleman who was kind of recording himself walking through the facility, and apparently you can see a ghost very clearly in this one picture. I personally saw it. I was going to use it for the graphic of this episode, but I decided not to because I didn't see the ghost personally. So, eh. <laughs> and I wanted to believe it was there. So I was like, if I even see anything that looks slightly like a ghost, I'm going to upload it. And I didn't see anything. So I thought, ah, that's kind of lame. So I didn't end up uploading it. Um, but this area comes from Nunavut. And I hope I pronounce it properly. It is the Old Arvat Health Center. And the spelling of that is old, just O-L-D, A-R-I-V-A-T, Health Center. If you guys go on Google, like I said, you can actually find pictures of this location. It's very creepy. So this center, it's no longer in use. Um, it's been flooded with tons of rumors of bizarre haunting, which nobody seems to have an explanation for. There aren't a lot of kind of official accounts of this. I had a really hard time finding stories that seemed credible. You know, just little blurbs was all I really found. So that's why this one's very, very short. Um, but if you guys want to do your own investigations, definitely feel free. If you find anything interesting, hit me up and let me know because I'd be very curious because um, I didn't really find much on this, and it was kind of a letdown, but I still wanted to include it just because of the pictures mainly. Some claim to have seen an elderly woman roaming the halls of the building, while others have seen shadowy figures moving through the halls. Um, there is a YouTube video that shows several weird apparitions in the retool building, though honestly, I didn't see much. Like I said, you can go on YouTube right now and look this up and find it. And on Google, I didn't see much, but I wanted to at least kind of report this to you guys in a way. Um, so you guys can kind of make your own speculations and make your own decisions as, as to whether or not you see and find anything. So uh, this next one here is one that I actually have somewhat of a first town account with because I've been told a story about this particular location. Uh, and it is the Chateau Lurie Hotel in Ontario. Ghosts and hotels just seem to go together <laughs> for whatever reason. 
Maybe it's because people aren't in their own home when they pass away and they're angry, they're pissed off. Kind of makes sense to me, um, especially with, you know, fancier hotels. I guess it's the fact of like, oh, well, they're supposed to protect me and I died. Ooh, I'm going to haunt you, you know, because <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Um, the Metro News actually told the story of a couple who had a particularly freaky experience in this particular hotel. After the couple checked in, the woman was alone in the suite and felt uneasy. Something unseen seemed to keep brushing up against her arm. Then one night, she's sitting in front of the mirror by the dresser taking off her makeup, and in the reflection, she's the closet doors behind her slowly swing open. What spooked her the most was when she was in the shower the next morning and distinctly felt a hand press up against her shoulder blade. It definitely was not her husband's. That's terrifying. Like, that just... That literally gave me goosebumps just reading that little blurb because I actually had uh, a friend of mine who they stayed at this hotel and they told me a very similar story and they were someone who, you know, they they don't believe in uh, in ghosts or anything like that. And they were like, man, after I was in this hotel, I might now, you know, they were there on business. They got in late at night. They were having a shower and they felt someone in the shower with them like full on felt someone in the shower with them. And, you know, of course it's a situation where, you know, they're washing their, uh, their hair or whatever, and their eyes are closed. And like, they was like, dude, like someone was like, I felt someone touching me. Like I literally was like, Oh my God, who's in my shower with me right now? You know, like he's like, I, he's like, I, I was so freaked out. And then, you know, by the time he, of course was able to open his eyes, he didn't feel anything. Um, but he was like, dude, like, I swear to you, he's like, something was going on. Like, he's like, something was in that shower with me and it just freaked me out so bad. He ended up checking out early. <laughs> that's how much you freaked him out. So, um, that's really, really freaky. Um, however, that's not it because there was a hotel employee who claimed to have worked there for over 30 years, um, claims that they have had a number of bizarre experiences. For instance, he would arrange furniture the way he usually would. Then he'd go away and do something else. He'd come back and it would completely be arranged in a different way from the way that he had positioned it. He thought at first someone in the hotel was playing games with him, but then he said it can't be. It can't be done in such a short period of time and this phenomenon kept repeating itself over and over again. And this also was on um, the Metro News website if you want to go check that out. Um, Some claim the entity haunting the hotel is a spirit of Charles McPhail Hayes, who was one of the primary backers who helped raise money for the hotel. Extremely passionate about the potential of a railway hotel, he traveled to England to secure funding. On his way back, he took the HMS Titanic, upon which he drowned. Of course, everyone knows about the Titanic. Many guests have said that the sweet name in his honor seems to be the epicenter of the hauntings. I can tell you right now, um, this is a very famously haunted hotel in Ontario. You would not catch my ass dead in this hotel or in that room. Just saying. No way in hell that would happen. So the next area I have for you here is actually kind of a unique one um, because this has, I actually literally have a full-on trip advisory, not just a blurb from it, but like the full-on actual review of this hotel from Trip from TripAdvisory. Um, so this location is West Point Lighthouse in Prince Edward Island, PEI. Um, While not overly spooky, this old lighthouse, which is now an inn, has some serious paranormal stories associated with it. Employees who staff the inn on nights when there are no guests and they're just going home, they close the place up, they live close by. 
Oftentimes, employees would have to return to the inn several times during the night to turn off the lights, only to have them turn back on again. Some guests have also reported seeing strange lights and shadows at the hotel, but virtually none of them have been reported as angry or hostile, which is a good thing. You know, they're just dealing with their own Randy the Douchebag ghost, just like I do. <clears throat> so the actual review that I pulled from TripAdvisory here, um, it is uh, entitled Beautiful, and it's a five-star review, by the way. Beautiful room in Creeper's Quarters. We stayed for one night, and it was so lovely having the, the museum to yourself later at night to enjoy. My daughter and I popped downstairs quite late, now past 11 p.m., to see if we could see any stars. We walked into the parlor, I think it was called, and immediately my daughter said, what was that? She saw some strange lights pass through the wall. I didn't mention, I didn't mention to her until the morning the lighthouse is meant to be haunted. When I did, she said, I knew it. So any ghost hunters, go find the previous lightkeeper, Willie. We had a lovely swim in the warm waters and breakfast was okay, croissants and coffee. There was a family hovering nearby for seating, so I felt rushed and the area is quite small, but it is a lighthouse. Best for location and personally, I love lighthouses, so it felt amazing. So that was the full review. Um, the fact that they saw these lights, you know, and they said, hey, it's probably the original keeper. Um, and some speculate that the ghost haunting the inn is the spirit of the original keeper, William McDonald. Some guests have also reported seeing a phantom ship sailing off the coast, sometimes uh, characterized as a pirate ship. I don't know about any of that. Um, but as far as the, you know, the original keeper of the lighthouse, that makes sense to me. Lighthouse keeper, maybe has a lantern, lights, makes sense. Not overly hostile or angry or anything. He's just, you know, he's doing his job. It's what he did probably his whole life. So he's just hanging out, you know, he's just like, ah, you're in my, you're in my lighthouse, you know, I'm just going to hang out of here, watch you guys, you know, it's all good. <laughs> so still creepy, but at the same time, at least he's not an angry, vengeful spirit or anything. So this next location, I actually have a bit of a personal experience with because I saw it in person years ago. Um, I, we really walked into the area and it was definitely creepy. I didn't have any experiences per se, um, aside from just a really overall, really freaky vibe. I would love to go back there now as an adult because when we went there, I was just a kid. Um, but this was McGill University in Quebec. There are tons of haunted places in Quebec, but I think this one is just super creepy because I actually did see it years ago. There were so many places I could have picked for this in Quebec. McGill University students seem so eager to share their stories as well, but really creepy stuff that has happened on their campus. It's been all over. The arts building is said to be haunted by the spirit of the school's founder, James McGill himself. Students have said to see, to pass his specter in the halls, and oftentimes lights go on and off in the building without explanation. In the Faculty of Science building, students and instructors alike both report feelings of being watched, and some have claimed to see a man in a top hat running frantically through the halls, which is terrifying. The Osler Library, in the oh, sorry, excuse me, in the Osler Library, William Osler can be found uh, rummaging through his old books and papers. Students have have seen his ghost say that he's completely harmless. He's friendly, even. Uh, the same cannot be said for the spirits haunting the Allen Memorial Institute. This building was used to test various types of psychosurgery, and people say that the tortured spirits of those failed mind experiments still roam the hall, which is fucking terrifying. The fact that there's potentially failed psychosurgery uh, spirits roaming the halls? I'm out. 
I'm gone. Thanks for coming. Like, no way in hell. Okay? No way in hell. I had to work above a place that was apparently a freaking crematorium. Okay? So, like, uh, that just freaks me out, man. I, I can't I can't deal with that. That just freaks me out too much. Um, so, the next location that I have for you guys as we get near the end of our list here um, is the Fort Sand Sanitarium in Saskatchewan. So um, this sanitarium was originally established as a tuberculosis hospital and served and serviced countless patients, many of whom unfortunately died within its walls. Today, the facility is an arts facility where people report a number of very strange occurrences. One of the most commonly reported spirits is an old staff member commonly referred to as Nurse Jane. People have said that they have seen her moving room to room, still tending to her duties. Other people have seen wheelchairs and equipment move around the room by themselves in the older, unattended portions of the building. So, obviously, with this, you know, Nurse Jane character, we'll call her, again, a spirit that isn't necessarily going to hurt anybody, not a vengeful, angry spirit or anything, or evil spirit, um, but someone who feels in a way that they can't maybe pass on. You know, in a way, it's really sad, but it's also very noble. The fact that she's there because maybe in her eyes she's still helping people and stuff like that. It's kind of a beautiful thing, but also it's it's very sad at the same time. People have also reported seeing the spirit of a mother holding her baby, who is said to have a very evil presence. As someone who has actually encountered uh, evil presence in spirits and ghosts, I can assure you the last part is terrifying. You know, that being said, though, if I was the mother and my child died in my arms and I was unable to uh, to save them, I'd be pissed and evil too. And I'd probably haunt the place where they died because I would blame the people, even though it totally wasn't their fault at the time. You know, back when this was obviously, this location was established, tuberculosis was a uh, horrible, deadly disease and there was nothing we could do to stop it. But it's still freaky as hell, you know, the fact that there is this known evil spirit that is in this, uh, in this, well, now arts area, but at one point a sanitarium. And I'm sure there's tons more as well. Um, but uh, those were two quick little stories that I thought were very, uh, very credible. I kept seeing them a couple of times. But as someone who has encountered evil spirits in my life, uh, not by choice, and uh, I don't really like to talk about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's something that you definitely don't want to want to uh, mess around with for sure. Because yeah, nothing good will come of it if you mess around with uh, angry, evil spirits or assholeish spirits, like I have dealt with. <laughs> so uh, the last one I actually have here for you guys, and again, with anything that I've talked about today, if you do a little bit of research and you find more stories, you have a story to share with me, please, please hit me up and let me know. Because like I said, I didn't want to have a bunch of stuff on one topic or one location. I wanted to kind of try and keep it as even as possible um, while still keeping it, you know, be a somewhat interesting podcast, hopefully. Um, so if there's anything you find that's really interesting about any of these locations, please hit me up and let me know because I'd be very curious to learn more about some of these areas. So the last area I have here is again, kind of a very famously haunted place in Canada. And this is Dawson city in the Yukon territory. So Dawson city, it's very famous um, for being just a very haunted and very strange place. The building called the commissioner's house. People have reported seeing apparitions and also hear scattered voices and footsteps. The palace grand theater is said to be haunted by Klondike Kate, 
a very famous show person who died in the town. Finally, the Westminster Hotel is supposedly haunted by a whole host of specters, causing unexplained noises, weird footsteps, and the sound of crying. Staff at the hotel have claimed that things have vanished and reappeared constantly, causing them no end of hassle. Again, as someone who dealt with spirits like that, you know, it can be a real pain in the ass. See Randy the Douchebag Ghost from episode 136, Ghost of Gigs Music. <laughs> um, but that being said, if all you're dealing with is hearing stuff and seeing things and, you know, getting stuff moved around on you and things of that nature, that's not that bad. You know, I wouldn't complain too much about that. As much of it is a pain in the ass. As much of a pain in the ass that uh, Randy the Douchebag Ghost is to me on occasion. Um, cause he is still around, unfortunately. Hope I haven't seen him that much lately, but, uh, you know, here's what it is. Um, I would rather have that than the alternative, which is, you know, having evil specters push you out of bed and, uh, try and harm you. Things like that. At least me personally, I'd rather have that. Maybe some other people want that experience. I don't know. But uh, if you are from Canada and you're looking to take a bit of a road trip and experience some haunted places in Canada, check any of these locations out because I think that you will have a great time if you are into that kind of thing. You crazy person. <laughs> I don't get why. But uh, yeah, there are a couple other places too um, that I didn't really mentioned kind of officially um unfortunately one that i did want to mention was camp x in bowmanville here close to me um in ontario but uh, unfortunately it is now closed to the public so you can't really go check it out but that was kind of a very famously haunted place uh there were a lot of stories about camp x but because you can't really go and visit there anymore per se um i mean you can if you really want to but i wouldn't recommend it um actually uh even Sam, my wonderful fiance, even told me a couple stories about that place before. But again, because you can't technically go visit it now, I think they're, they're going to build something over the grounds or something of that nature. Um, you can't really check it out. But there are so many other places in Canada, you know, especially out west. There's a lot out west that uh, in the prairies and stuff like that of small towns that, you know, were attacked by something, you know, and the ghosts are still roaming around and they're warning villagers and stuff like that and it's just really there's so much in canada of creepy locations and stuff like that if you're someone who wants to hit me up and let me know of maybe a location that you think i definitely should have talked about that i didn't let me know and on next week's episode i will uh definitely read through your uh your story or anything or i'll maybe do a little bit more research on the topic you would like to hear me talk about next week i will also be talking with the host of creeper sleep mr matthew so I'm very excited about that. So we're going to kind of have another loosely related to creepy horror like stuff uh, on next week's episode, most likely. Um, or it might be totally goofy and nothing to do with it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, we will definitely talk about his podcast. And again, check his podcast out. Creep or sleep. Definitely think you guys will enjoy it if you enjoyed this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave me a little rating if you can. Always appreciate it. It was definitely a little bit more of a uh, quicker episode here today. Um, but I think that we had a lot of, uh, a lot of ground to cover as far as the 10 locations. I wanted to make sure I didn't go too, too much into one area, but I think that we had a good balance of a couple stories and a couple accounts of different locations. So definitely hit me up. Let me know what you thought of it. Always curious to hear what you guys have to say about my content on this show. 
And of course, be sure to check us out on the social media, all under The Hotter Show. Check us out on the web, popularnetwork.com forward slash The Hotter Show. Rate, subscribe, check us out on iTunes, leave us a rate and subscribe. Always appreciate it. Leave us a review if you can. Definitely means the world to me. Thank you all very, very much for the love and support. You know I appreciate you. But that's going to do it for me today, guys. One more time, thank you so very much for all the support. You know I love you. And I'll catch you next time on The Hotter Show. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy, guys.